Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience-sharing article entitled Awakened to My True Purpose, I Stopped Pursuing Money and Position by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on January 23, 2024. I started practicing Falun Dafa before July 20, 1999. When I look back at my cultivation over the past 20 years, sometimes I did well and sometimes I didn't do very well. When I did well, it was because I paid attention to Fa study and did the three things. When I neglected reading the Fa, I unknowingly followed my human notions and complied with the old forces arrangements. I ended up suffering a lot of tribulations. Part 1. Creating a Cultivation Environment While Imprisoned I was illegally detained and jailed for many years. I was able to overcome this mainly by studying the Fa. Many practitioners shared on the Minghui website that they had strong righteous thoughts while they were imprisoned and created a good environment that allowed them to openly read the Fa and practice the exercises. I didn't have such strong righteous thoughts at the beginning. I can recite parts of Falun and Essentials for Further Advancement, so I recited the Fa silently in my mind whenever I had time while I was held in the detention center. I was later sent to prison. The prison guards assigned me to do a job that required me to stand for hours. After the first day, I was so tired that my limbs were weak and my head was dizzy. I just wanted to sleep and couldn't recite the Fa. After a few days, I no longer had a good cultivation state. I thought about how we Dafa disciples are good people, so we should not be imprisoned, and this work was not what we should do. I decided to resist this assignment. I wrote a letter to the prison administration department and said that I was not physically strong enough to do this kind of labor, but it was ignored. I thought of going on a strike, but I immediately thought of the tortures, such as being shocked with electric batons, being placed in solitary confinement. I was scared. That night, I had a dream that I was riding a motorcycle on a highway. A policeman stood in the middle of the road. I slowed down, veered past him, and drove onto a bridge. The bridge was broken in the middle, with a gap of five or six meters. I stepped on the accelerator and the motorcycle leaped over with a whoosh and landed firmly on the opposite side. When I woke up, I knew Compassionate Master was giving me a hint, telling me not to be afraid. I could pass a dangerous hurdle safely if I had the courage. Feeling Master's enlightenment and blessing, my confidence doubled. When I arrived at the workshop the next day, I announced that I would not work. I sat in a corner reciting the Fa. The guard in charge immediately threatened me and said the consequences would be serious. He threatened to shock me with an electric baton. Just then, his supervisor came and stopped him and wanted to talk to me. I told him my situation. No one harassed me the rest of the day. The third day, the head of the prison's 610 office came. After listening to my situation, he said I could sit and not work, so I had an environment to study the Fa. While others worked, I sat there and repeatedly recited the Fa. 
At one point, the prison played a video slandering Dafa. One episode every night, seeing these vicious lies constantly slandering Dafa, poisoning the people around me, and putting people in a dangerous situation, I started a hunger strike to protest. The manager of the prison administration took me to a hospital where I learned that several practitioners were on a hunger strike. I felt more confident. Within a few days, the prison administration stopped the video program. The surface reason for my imprisonment was that I was arrested for distributing truth-clarifying materials. After looking inward, I understood that the real reason was my attachment to showing off joy and lust. The old forces used my attachments as an excuse to persecute me. Part 2. Looking Within and Negating the Persecution When I was confronting the prison guards one day, I became resentful and wanted to mess up their management. The evil immediately took advantage of my mindset and found an excuse to intensify the persecution against me. Seven guards surrounded me with electric batons. I understood what was going to happen, but I was not afraid at all. I calmly recited the Fa Rectification mantras. Electric batons surrounded me and kept shocking me, but Master protected me. I didn't have any fear or pain, and there was nothing in my mind except the Fa Rectification mantras. It was as if everything was frozen and I could only feel the Falun spinning with a huge energy that penetrated my body. It was wonderful. I didn't know how much time passed, but the guards were tired and sweat profusely. Master shielded me from the pain and enlightened me to look within to see my resentment. After getting rid of my bad thought, I became compassionate and felt that the guards were pitiful. I talked to them kindly. The guards had wanted to give me a shock to vent their anger followed by sending me to the strict control team to further punish me. They changed their minds. Shortly after I was released, I resumed clarifying the truth. I was arrested again. Someone at the police substation said I would be imprisoned longer this time because this was the second time I was caught and I had more printed materials with me. I looked within and found the reason I was incarcerated was my human wish to validate myself. I only wanted to complete my plan, and I misunderstood Master's warning. After getting rid of my human notion, I felt calmer. I sent forth righteous thoughts all night. In the morning, the person who monitored me was surprised and said, This guy hasn't slept all night, but he is so energetic and his back is straight. After a while, a policeman came and took off my handcuffs. I soon went home. When my father took me home, the police returned my printer and my backpack. I understood that Master wanted me to continue clarifying the truth and saving people. My family was amazed. From then on, they were not scared as before. After returning home, I continued to distribute truth clarification materials. At the beginning, I paid attention to safety. I distributed an appropriate amount every day and spread out the locations so as not to attract attention. The distribution went smoothly for a while. However, as I continued doing this, my human notion grew stronger and I wanted to do more vigorously, so I took a large package of materials to a nearby market to distribute them, and the next day I moved to another market. In rural areas, there is a market every five days and the market rotates between five villages. On the sixth day, I was supposed to go back to the first market I had been to. 
That morning, my father suddenly asked me to do something else. I felt very sad that I couldn't go to the market, but then I wondered why something was obstructing such a sacred thing. Was there something I didn't do right? Looking inward, I found that I still had the human notion of wishing to validate myself. After I identified it, Master helped me get rid of the attachment. I calmed down and no longer felt uncomfortable. That afternoon, two policemen from the local police substation came to see my father and said that someone had reported me last time when I went to the market to distribute materials. They pulled out surveillance videos and the villager identified me. They thought that I might go there again today, so they waited to arrest me on the spot. When they realized that I didn't enter their trap, they came to my house. They told my father that they didn't want to harm me, but my distributing the truth clarification materials embarrassed them, and they told my father to keep an eye on me. I understood that Master protected me again this time. Thank you, Master, for your ever-present protection. Part 3. Letting Go of the Attachment to Fame and Gain Afterward, my father restricted me from going out. I said that I wanted to find a job, so a relative gave me a job in his company and planned an attractive career prospect for me. Get familiar with the business first, then six months later be promoted to manager. A year later I could buy a car and a house. At that time I felt that it was particularly in line with what I wanted, so I worked overtime and devoted myself to work. I was caught up in seeking fame and fortune. I couldn't keep up with studying the Fa, doing the exercises, or sending forth righteous thoughts, and I had no time to clarify the truth. Six months later, when I should have been promoted, my relatives suddenly dismissed me for no reason. I was confused and didn't understand. My heart was full of injustice, grievance, and resentment. It took a few days for me to calm down. Later, while studying the Fa, I suddenly realized that ordinary people focus on pursuing fame and fortune, but I am a Dafa disciple, and validating the Fa is what I should do. After I corrected my goal, I no longer prioritized pay when I looked for a new job. I decided to find a position in my profession and use my skills to validate the Fa. Because my family restricted me from going out, I reviewed my lessons at home. After a few months, I took the exam and obtained the qualification certificate. Soon, a classmate told me about a job with a monthly salary of 10,000 yuan. I left home and went to work in the city, so my family could no longer keep an eye on me. The old forces arrangement had come to nothing again. I quickly became familiar with my work and gradually used my spare time to participate in an online truth clarification project. This project mainly focuses on clarifying the truth online and is very effective in saving people. Within a few months, it can help hundreds of people learn the truth. I am truly relieved to see so many people understand the truth and be saved. I work, study the Fa, clarify the truth, and send forth righteous thoughts every day. I am very busy, but fulfilled and happy. When the Truth Clarification Project was steadily advancing, one day a classmate invited me to have a small gathering and said he wanted to start a company with me. He would give me 40% of the shares and let me serve as the manager and be responsible for the technology. He would be responsible for business development. This classmate is very capable, and I was excited. 
In our industry, the best result is to become a partner of a company who can sometimes earn 1 million yen a year. When I was in college, my aspiration was to run a company, join the upper-class society, and pursue my ambitions. It was about to come true now. I thought maybe it was a blessing brought by practicing Dafa. I was so excited, I immediately agreed. But after I got home that day, I had an inexplicable feeling of emptiness. After I calmed down, I analyzed the situation. Running a company and being a boss seemed very glamorous on the surface and seemed to validate Dafa. In fact, this is not the case. Nowadays, business operations are mostly done behind closed doors. Building relationships, using personal connections, and rigging bids, which are all unethical and even illegal behaviors. As we are partners, even if my partner carried these things out, I would have to be complicit, and this would be the opposite of truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance. Besides, when you start a company, you have to start everything from scratch. A lot of time needs to be invested, and I may not have time to work on the DAFA projects to save people. I asked myself, is this what I want? Ordinary people want this, but I am a cultivator. I should do the three things well and do well in projects to save people. I suddenly realized that this was another bait arranged by the old forces who wanted me to waste my time chasing fame and fortune, slack off in cultivation, and get lost in fame and fortune. After coming to this understanding, I politely declined the invitation and continued my job as an employee. Later, my employer assigned me to work in another city as a business representative. Because the work involves auditing financial expenses, I am often the target of public relations and face the temptations of fame, wealth, and lust. I often have to dispute with a client due to my adherence to the principles so there are many opportunities to refine my xingxing. I'm away from home all year round. I just need to finish the work at hand so I have more free time to clarify the truth. As my experience increased, my boss increased my salary to keep me, so my income also increased. Part 4. Conclusion The old forces arranged things that hinder far rectification and arranged everything and even every word and deed of Dafa disciples throughout history. Looking back, I realized that I did not deny human notions and thoughts in time, which accumulated into major tribulations. Since the old forces are trying to use human notions to destroy Dafa disciples, I should strictly keep my every thought assimilated to Dafa and let go of all human notions and attachments. Fa rectification is about to end, but I still have many shortcomings. I must not fail Master's compassionate salvation. I will be more diligent, do the three things well, and walk the final journey together with my fellow practitioners. The following is an experience-sharing article entitled, Taking Fame and Fortune Lightly, I Walk My Cultivation Path with Ease, by a fallen Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Mingwei website on January 25, 
2024. I recently felt particularly at ease with every joint in my body feeling relaxed and flexible. As I was returning home from work and climbing the five flights of stairs to my apartment, a thought popped into my mind. I bounce, I jump, I'm like a little girl. I was energetic and joyful. I'm 54 years old, but I never feel that I've entered old age. Old age, illness, and death have no connection to me. Faced with challenges and pandemics, I do not feel panic. All of this is the grace of Master Li Hongzhi, the founder of Falun Dafa. Part 1 I finally stepped onto the path of cultivation. In 1997, my father began to practice Falun Dafa. Before then, he suffered from coronary heart disease and was always worried. After practicing for only a short time and without realizing it, he became rosy-cheeked, walked with vigor, and rode a bike effortlessly as if someone was pushing him. He even discarded the reading glasses he'd worn for over a decade and was living a joyful life. I used to be introverted and timid, and I lacked confidence in myself. After seeing the miraculous changes in my father, I began learning about Falun Dafa. However, I did not fully commit myself to practicing. Nevertheless, Falun Dafa continued to transform me, and I gradually became confident and cheerful. After working as a salesperson for several years, I could quickly strike up a conversation with anyone, laying the groundwork for clarifying the truth to people. In 2000, when I was more than three months pregnant, my husband had a work-related accident resulting in an open comminative fracture of his left lower leg. He underwent three major surgeries for bone reconstruction and skin grafting, leaving his health compromised. I took meticulous care of him and did not allow him to do any household chores, concerned that he might get cold, hungry, or tired. I worried about him all the time. Every day after work, I would prepare dinner and wait for him to come home. I would stand by the window looking for his familiar figure. If he was late, I would be afraid something might have happened to him on the way. I felt like my life revolved around him, and I could not make it without him. In 2009, my husband had a stent placed in his heart, which nearly depleted all our savings. My monthly salary was not enough for his medication, and the pressures of life and the hardships of work left me physically and mentally exhausted. I felt I could collapse at any moment, but I endured it. He later started a factory with someone. Just as the business was gaining traction, he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. In February 2015, he passed away and left me behind. One's destiny is not something anyone can control. It was then that I recalled a passage from Lecture 3 of Juan Fallon. Quote, There is another way to change one's life, and this is the only way. It is that this person takes the path of cultivation from now on. Unquote. With this precious human life, 
I then decided to truly cultivate in Falun Dafa. Part 2. Eliminating Attachments to Sentimentality, Personal Gain, and Fame Before my husband passed away, I worked as a babysitter for a family. When he fell seriously ill, I quit my job. After his death, that family had another child, and they invited me back to work. In 2015, my monthly salary was 5,000 yuan. After working for just 12 days, they paid me the full month's salary and said that from then on, my paycheck would be given on the same day each month. I gave my mother-in-law 1,000 yuan every month to support her. I knew she had a difficult life, especially after losing her eldest son, my husband, whom she was very proud of. When I was out distributing the truth clarification materials, I was reported by someone who didn't understand the truth, and I was illegally detained for five days. At that time, my daughter was only 14 years old. The police asked me to find someone to take care of her, so I called my mother-in-law to come over. My mother-in-law also practices Falun Dafa. For my sake, she made a special trip back to our hometown to seek other practitioners' help to send righteous thoughts for me. She went to the police station and the detention center to clarify the truth, explaining that I was kind to her because I am a Falun Dafa practitioner. She asked, how many people are so filial to their mother-in-law in the absence of their spouse? The neighborhood committee members tried to make trouble for her, but she had no fear and kept clarifying the truth to them. While in the detention center, I felt that I was surrounded by a powerful energy field and the music, Praise to the Master, kept echoing in my ears. The head cell inmate asked me to memorize the prison rules, but I memorized On Dafa and poems from Hong Yin instead. My righteous thoughts were strong, and I knew it was due to the righteous thoughts and support from other practitioners and strengthening from Master, who was right by my side. I was joyful and had no negative thoughts. I felt that I wouldn't stay there long, without fear of how it would affect my daughter if I couldn't get out or how my parents would cope. As a result, on the fifth day, I was released and gained my freedom. When I came out of the detention center, my family members, who didn't practice cultivation, thought I would lose my job. However, my employer trusted me, saying that people with faith wouldn't do bad things. I've been working for that family for more than 10 years now. It feels like we are one family. Both children are like my daughters, and the elderly in the family are like my parents, who are willing to share their thoughts with me. My salary has increased to 7,000 yuan per month, and I receive double pay during the Chinese New Year holiday. During the pandemic lockdown, when I couldn't go to work, they still paid my salary. In 2021, during the CCP's so-called Zero Out campaign, it was the protection and support of this family that kept me safe from the persecution. All of this is the good fortune I've gained from cultivating truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance. Part 3. 
taking personal gain lightly. When my husband was seriously ill, he sold his share of the factory to his business partner. At that time, they signed a contract drafted by that partner, and he owed my husband 240,000 yuan. Almost two years had passed since my husband's death, and his partner hadn't yet paid the money. My family members were concerned that the contract might become void after two years, so they urged me to sue him. I was tempted to do so and consulted a lawyer who assured me that we would definitely win the case. Filled with hope, we pursued the lawsuit, but to our disappointment, we lost. The court suggested that we file a new lawsuit on different grounds. After discussing it with my mother-in-law, we decided not to proceed with the lawsuit. We both felt that our moral standards were declining during the process, and it seemed like we were no longer any different from ordinary people who didn't practice Falun Dafa. Through studying the Fa, we both realized that perhaps that money was not meant for us, and it was our attachment to personal gain that was our problem. So we withdrew the lawsuit. We didn't feel like we'd lost anything, and it seemed like that money had no connection to us at all. During the Chinese New Year Festival that year, I called that business partner and told him we no longer wanted the money. I advised him to remember that Falun Dafa is good, truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good, and to stop deceiving and harming others in his business. I reminded him that such harmful actions would lead to negative consequences, and I wished his family a happy new year. If I were an ordinary person, I would likely have fought and argued with him, leading to negative emotions such as anger, anxiety, and sadness, which would affect my physical health. Falun Dafa has truly changed me. Part 4 not seeking fame. When my husband was alive, he talked about earning more money to buy a bigger house, get a nicer car, and provide a better life for our family. I also used to fantasize about that beautiful life and immersed myself in the pursuit of fame and fortune. However, things didn't go as planned, and his death served as a wake-up call for me. Sometimes, I still hoped that my child would find a good job and a good spouse in the future. But these are all desires for fame and fortune, and I don't want them. The pursuit of fame and fortune is an attachment that ordinary people have. It must be eliminated, and we cannot let it interfere with the pace of our cultivation. I want to be a true practitioner of Falun Dafa, bring along my sentient beings when I reach consummation, and return home with Master. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org. 